Hey, good morning. It's um, Tuesday morning. It's good to be with you today as we gather together for our daily time of studying God's Word together, reflecting quickly upon a few key verses. Uh, so I'm glad that you're, you've chosen to join, join me today as we reflect together, learn together, and uh, hear God's voice together and His Holy Word. So thanks for um, being with us as we pick up today with Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 2. I'm reading verses 1 through 10 of Ephesians 2. So I invite you to Read along with me today from Ephesians 2, 1 through 10, where Paul writes these words. You were dead through the trespasses and sins in which you were once once in which you once lived, following the course of this world, following the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work among those who are disobedient. All of us once lived among them in the passions of our flesh, following the desires of our of our flesh and our senses, and we were by nature children of wrath like everyone else. But God who is rich in mercy, out of the great love with which he has loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised up with him, and seated, in, seated with uh, with him, seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace, the kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For grace you have been saved through faith. This is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not the result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are what he has made, made us, Created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand to be our beforehand before which God prepared beforehand to be our way of life. Okay, this here, this is a great passage. There's a lot of good stuff in here. We could spend a lot of time um, when we read this passage looking at um, verse um, verse two, which says, uh, "Following the ruler of the power of the air, the spirit that does now work among those who are disobedient." We see that the work the the devils at work of the world. And um, it, it, it's important for us when we talk about spiritual warfare, to, which we'll talk about, um, to understand that our enemy is not people, but our enemy is the devil. We'll talk, we'll unpack more of that later. So don't, don't worry about that. That's, that's coming. Um, but um, it talks about how uh, we all once lived in our, um, in, um, by our flesh, in our passions, uh, Following the desires of our flesh and senses. So, in senses, remember last week, last last time, last book, we talked in Galatians about the works of the flesh, and then the works of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit versus the works of the flesh, and how the works of the flesh seem to be driven by human desire and human sin and human lust, and and there's almost a throwing off of self control. Where the fruit of the spirit, self control, is one of the very fruit that the spirit will produce within us. We could spend time there, but what I really wanted to talk about was um, verses 8 through um, 10, which are, I think are so important. Eight, 8 and 9 might be two of the most famous or most well-known passages in the Bible. 8 says, For grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not the results of works, so that no one may boast. In other words, hey, you got to understand, guys, we are not saved by, by anything we've done. We're not saved by our works. We're not saved by our own goodness. We're not saved by anything that we have done because... We have no right to brag or boast about our salvation because we don't save ourselves. Salvation is not a gift that we give to ourselves. We do not will it for ourselves. We do not earn it for ourselves. It's not a gift that we give. It's not something that we earn. We talked a lot about that with Galatians, how salvation is a gift. It's grace. It's not something that we do. It's something that God gives us. So we've already kind of plowed that ground. But I will say 8 and 9 are probably, for me, in my ministry and me in my life, those are probably the two verses that I quote the most 
regarding being, we have been saved by grace through faith, lest no man can boast, is what the King James says. You know, that's the way I, that's the way I learned it, lest no man can boast. I've said that verse a, I can't even tell you how many times in my ministry I've quoted that verse or alluded to that verse. We're saved by grace through faith, lest no one can boast. We don't need to be the Pharisee. You know the story, the famous parable that Jesus has about the Pharisee and the tax collector, where the Pharisee looked down at the tax collector and said, Lord, thank you that you do not make me like this sinner. And the tax collector said, beat his breast and said, Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. And Jesus said, you know, one of those two went away justified. Now, it's the tax collector who understood his great need for God. We don't need to ever become like the Pharisee and think, boy, howdy. Man, God sure got lucky when he got me. Man, I'm I was I'm a first round draft pick, baby. I'm like Trevor Lawrence. You know, he really he really got lucky when he got me, man. He really, he really picked God picked well and he picked me. Good job, God. We need to be very careful. We are saved by grace through faith, lest no one can boast. We don't save ourselves. We don't earn our salvation salvation. It's not anything that we do. It's all the gift of God. Okay. We need to keep reading though to verse 10. For we are what he has made us, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared for beforehand to be our way of life. So we're saved by grace through faith, God's gift. But we are what he made us, created for good works, which he has prepared beforehand to be our way of life. So the same God who saves us by grace through faith, the same grace that saves us is the same grace that grows us and allows good works to flow from our life. It's not faith or works, it's faith and works. Works will naturally flow from conversion. Works will naturally flow from a saved, from a, from a conversion experience, from salvation. Works flow from salvation because salvation comes from grace and works flow from grace. The same God who saves us and converts us and justifies us is the same God who sanctifies us. Conversion and sanctification both flow from the same grace. See, the mistake we make is this. And you notice I've said the word justification or conversion along with salvation. We think of salvation. We mistake the moment, the moment of conversion for the totality of salvation. Conversion is where we enter into the house of God. The, the, we, we, Wesley had the beautiful analogy of the walk with God is a house. Before we're saved, the provenient grace extends where we're on the porch. When we're justified or saved, we walk through the door into the house. The sanctification is where we explore the rooms of the house. It, but it's all the same house. Sanctification, our Christian growth, <clears throat> our good works, they are part of our salvation. But just like our, they are just, just like our conversion, or in the South we say getting saved, just like getting saved, being converted, being justified, is a gift of God's grace. So are the works that come the same way a gift of God's grace. They are the works of sanctification. They're the works of God's grace at work within our life. It's not faith or works. It's faith and works. Because works naturally flow from faith.
for we are what he has made us, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand to be our way of life. This is our way of life, the good works that God has for us. We don't need to be, we need to be very careful that we do not only focus on the momentary, the one singular moment of conversion and mistake that one moment of conversion for the totality of salvation. Because it's not. We see plainly here that these good works that God has prepared for us, they are to be our way of life. So often we focus more on the moment. It's kind of like a marriage, honestly. You know, uh, so often as couples, I see as a pastor, they focus more on the 15 to 30 minute ceremony than the 40 year marriage that is to come. We focus more on the moment that happens than upon the life that flows from it. That's what salvation is. Yes, there's just like you, just like your wedding ceremony makes you married in the eyes of God, the eyes of man. It's that wedding ceremony, that, that one singular moment then leads to the life that is to come. So is with salvation. That moment of conversion, that moment of justification, it leads naturally to the life of Christian growth, of Christian discipleship, of sanctification that flows from it. So, yeah, it's important to know about, talk about getting saved, sure. But according to Scripture, it's equally as, equally as important, just as important to talk about the Christian life that's going to flow from that one moment. So, yeah, I want you to, I want you to if you've not experienced Jesus as Lord, I want you to experience the, the moment of submitting your life to Jesus. But just as importantly, I want you to experience and know and live out the rest of the life that flows from having Jesus Christ your Lord. It's not faith or works, y'all. It's faith and works. Because the works that, as Scripture says here, that God prepared for us will naturally flow from the faith that God has given to us. So today, let's know that our salvation rests in Christ and Christ alone. But let's allow the grace that comes through salvation, that grace that comes to truly allow us to be sanctified and to live out the grace of God with all of our life. Hey, praying for you guys today. Have a great, awesome Tuesday. We'll see you bright and early tomorrow for devotional. Have a great day. Thanks for watching.